welcome to this week's episode of The Homeschool How-To. I'm Cheryl, and I invite you to join me on my quest to find out why are people homeschooling? How do you do it? How does it differ from region to region? And should I homeschool my kids? Stick with me as I interview homeschooling families across the country to unfold the answers to each of these questions week by week. Welcome. With us today, we have Chris, yet another dad named Chris, because one I had on in episode 12 was also a Chris, Um, and my husband's also a Chris, so it's just, you you just got a very popular name, but... It was a generational thing. So, and, and you were in New York, and full disclosure, we know each other. You are like the golden dad who does the homeschooling that everyone has been like asking about, like, does this exist? You are it, right? I tried to find some and it's hard, but yeah. (laughs) So, um, Chris, how many kids do you have? There's three that are mine and one that is a stepson. Okay. He's 10, the oldest. Okay. So what are all their ages? You got uh, a nine month old. A three-year-old who will be four very soon, next uh, December, and then uh, a five-year-old. Okay, and then your stepson is. So, he's ten. Okay, and so you're homeschooling the younger three. Do you homeschool your stepson? No. Okay. No, that that was a a battle we weren't willing to fight. Okay, you would if if he wanted to and you wanted to and all parents involved wanted to. He said he wanted to, but yeah, so it's hard. It's hard. I, That's as far um, as I got. A, yeah, I had an episode where the mom was homeschooling her blended family. And I can imagine that, that you know, she had said it was very difficult. All right. So what made you guys yeah. decide to homeschool in the first place? Uh, I, was, I was thinking about this, like what 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 it was. And, and it was, uh, it, I think it started from ever since I was in elementary school i said i I, no way i can subject my kids to this system that i cannot stand i've told my wife this story about how i remember sitting on the bus and uh this was back in fourth grade and i was thinking about uh i was counting i'm like i've got this many years left of this crap like 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 i'm in prison and i i like i was counting down my time you know mm-hmm. and uh and when i met my wife I, I just laid it all out there for her i said look my kids can't go to school so if that's a problem then we just can't do this and she uh luckily agrees with me on a lot of stuff oh, most stuff so was she kind of like yeah i could see that or was she like oh yes i i have always felt the same or did you kind of open her eyes to it well her mom's a teacher okay um so I think, you know, maybe she could see the passion I had uh, for not liking school, yeah. public school, and uh, maybe that helped my case. Yeah, I have to say I didn't particularly like any part of school. Um, maybe like being on the cheerleading squad was fun. And, you know, like when you have right. a crush on somebody, like I looked forward to going to school <laughs> to see to see that person. But zero part of the academic oh acting class i think i like that you know <laughs> but i like pottery yeah things you can do outside of the public education system <laughs> exactly yeah yeah I, I don't know why you have to be locked up to do it i don't know but, right and it's kind of yeah. like you don't even realize that you're in the prison i mean a lot of people even right now you could say 
like we're slaves to a system, you know, with paying taxes and whatnot. And you don't even realize that you're part of that. Most people don't realize that they're part of that. No. Um, it takes something to actually pull you out and like look over from above. So what made when you guys decided that you were going to homeschool your kids, what made the determining factor that you were going to be the one staying home and your wife was going to be the one working? Uh, I think, you know, it just that seemed like the natural way to do it, you know, um, except it's unnatural. So <laughs> it's not unnatural, but you know what I mean? It's tradition. It's untraditional yeah. for sure. Right. Well, what happened was uh, my wife stayed home for the first uh, for Daisy. That was that was good. And then she had my second one and that she was a, a covid baby. Mm. Right. Stuff just started getting so weird. Mm. And with the job I was doing, I, I said, there's no way I'm getting the you know what. Mm-hmm. And she could tell how, like she could tell how much I, I hated going to work every day. Yeah. Right. But you just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. You just do it. My dad never complained about going to work, right? Right. He was just he was just miserable. Like, buddy, never complained. And uh, I lost my chickens. Just ran across the the way here. I lost <laughs> my my train of thought. <laughs> Chasing something. Um. So uh, she, I came home one day, and she, the housing market was kind of weird at the time too. She said, "You want to have somebody come over and see how much we uh could get for the house?" I said, "Yeah, whatever." So. They came over, they offered, you know, we got enough where we're like, well, maybe we could go go somewhere else and like actually do this, like have land and stuff. And uh, she's like, I'm, I'll go back to work if uh, if you want. And I'm like, look, look, I would quit my job right now. I, like there's no asking if I uh, like my job or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm quite vocal about how much I hate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you need to make the decision because either way, like I get it. If you want to stay home, that's perfectly fine. Or we'll do it the other way. And uh, she thought about it. And I, th- I think uh, it just turns out that, you know, she works in Albany. We were up in uh, Queensbury, yeah. which is about an hour north of here. And uh, she said, "If look, it, I'll go back to work if you can get me within a half hour of my job. And that's where, yeah, that's where we landed. So I, it worked out. I'm very grateful. So Yeah, like, so how does... How do you think your wife feels or like, does she talk to you about this? Like that you're out all day with the kids, like doing the fun things, getting to teach them how to read and seeing like, oh, look at today. They can remember what the S looks like. And you're having all these moments. Obviously, like she must feel a little bit of jealousy, like in a good, healthy way. But, you know, how how do you think she feels about it? And I probably should have had her on the podcast, too. Maybe she can come on, on a future episode. I wish she could have, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, she hasn't expressed that much of uh, that feeling of being jealous. Um, I think her and I are a lot alike in the sense that we, um, once you're married, you're just one, you're like one person, right? Like, yeah. you know, uh, somebody's got to do it. And... I think that's where, you know, that's where it works very well. She, I do feel bad when I send pictures to her, even though she asks me to, of us on a, you know, 75 degree day at a park doing something fun, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's smiling and yeah. Like, well, she's just is. a better person than I am because if I were stuck in my cubicle in Albany and my Chris was out with the kids having fun, I think I'd want to like... <laughs> I'd be yeah, I mean, hey, if, if, if she is more, 
if she's really jealous, she hides it well. Aww. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, I but. guess the other aspect of that is that if you were both at work and your kids were in school, it's strangers having these experiences with your kids every day, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, would that's... you rather have it be your their parent, their other parent, or your spouse doing? Yeah. It's it's a stranger seeing that today they remember what the S sounded like and, you know, on this field trip or, or whatnot. So that, yeah. I had this, like, epiphany moment. I, this is, uh, maybe this is a long-winded answer to something, but I was listening to, to, to a, a philosopher that I like, and he was talking about just time, and he was talking about daycares and so on and so forth, and he was talking about, um, I remember I was jogging. I, I lived up in Lake Luzerne. This was years ago by myself in, in a multi-unit uh, that I owned. And I was out running and he was talking about daycare and like uh, a mom getting pictures. Uh, this is what, this is what like motherhood has become. And it's so normal now. It's mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you're at work getting pictures of your kids doing stuff. And this is, this is raising your children now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and you're supposed to just be like, Oh, that's great. Well, Tommy's doing this. And, you know, yeah, with with strangers, like you just said, um, that's not that's not normal. But like so much stuff, it's become the norm. I, I I'll say this too: uh, if that's people's situations, I'm not bashing it. I'm saying that I just uh, it wasn't for me. I wanted our kids to be around, really. Yeah. That... Well, it's by design. I think there's definitely a government initiative behind it, you know, making, uh, even I was just, I share, I don't know if I, yeah, I might've shared it today on Instagram, which by the time this comes out will be a little bit ago, but, um, Andy Frisilla had on a gentleman and in the first couple minutes of the podcast, the guy was saying how he read this book called the fifties in America. And it was all about, communism how they were going to take over america with communism this book was from i think he said it was yeah it was from the 50s or the 80s or something but um and basically how they slowly implemented that little by little they trickle it in and they started with the school system and i was a part of it you know i was like the yeah. yeah, women need to be empowered. You know, we need careers. And what does a stay-at-home mom even do? Like, what what are you actually doing with your life? You're just making more kids. You're not contributing. Yeah, just it, making kids, yeah. Yeah, you're just making kids. But um, I was yeah. totally part of that whole thing. And now that I look back at it and, like, my son went to daycare and I, and I sat in a cubicle while another person raised him and he was never in full time but enough enough that i missed a lot and then now with my daughter being home with her i'm like oh my god i missed all these little moments with my son no wonder he hates me no he (laughs) he doesn't but but i miss all these little things and how sad that because we only get the one chance at life and yeah like when you're missing these things thinking that sitting in a cubicle is better I mean, not every job obviously is in a cubicle, but there are also not many jobs that people no, I, are like, I just love going. I just love it. You know that? Um, yeah. 
to make it worth missing these moments. And so when you think of our society just pushing these shows like Friends and Sex and the City and, you know, that they were popular when I was kind of growing up. And it's like they were just programming us to think that that's normal. But now that I've seen yeah. both sides, I'm like, no way. Like being home and nurturing the family like that is that is something special. And and just um, I don't know. It just seems like families are just so spread out between the running to and from, you know, before care, school, after care, sports and then everything else you try to fit in. It's impossible. Uh, yeah. It's like um, so my my stepson, he. I think about it like he's he gets on the bus at 8:26 in the morning, right? And he gets out he gets back home at like I would say four o'clock and he comes in, he does his homework, he practices his instrument. He wants to play with his friends, right? And you, you can't say no, you can't go play with, like you sit and talk to me. Like we have conversations, you know, obviously. but uh, you think about all that time that's missed. And then you you ask them what they learned, and he he you know he tells you some thing that you'll never need to know. You know how many days yeah. he comes in, and I say, you know how many times that he, I ask him a question, and he he'll say, oh, I learned this and this, and I go, guess how many times I've used that since I graduated school? Yeah. And he's like zero, right? I go, yeah, um, zero. I yeah, go. he's very good at math. I'll give him that. Uh, he's very good at math, but uh, he, you know some of the stuff they're teaching them, it's like. I don't know. Unless you're a mathematician or maybe an accountant, I don't. I don't know when he's going to use that. Yeah, and and even if um, with being good at math, he still has to follow the classes that they have, like in the order. You know, whether it's statistics, trigonometry, and all that stuff. Yeah. But if his area might be, maybe it's math, um, getting into like an engineering, and. It, they don't necessarily guide you in those ways. And my biggest qualm with the school system is that they don't lay out for you all the jobs that are available so that you don't even know what you need to take to get into those fields, you know? Right. And then right. they dumb down yeah. the things that actually matter, like the trades. And they make it for like, well, those are for the kids that – you know, I don't that aren't college worthy or that's kind of the impression in New York. They call it the BOCES program to get into the trades. And it's like, I mean, that's what my husband does. And he's working yeah. on chillers that are the size of our house. And it's all computer work and it's math and it's knowing how to do plumbing and electric electrical stuff. And it's like, the <laughs> yeah. Well, I had an electrician come to my house not that long ago, and uh, they make pretty decent money, let me tell you. Absolutely. And there's definitely <laughs> Based on what I paid. push to get into that stuff. Yeah, yeah, my brother's an electrician. He's got a bigger house than I'll ever do. Yeah, he probably does very well, right? Than I'll ever want to clean. But um, <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so having two girls, and I know that you kind of have the same idea I have on the world. The future's kind of headed not you know hunger um, games the future's headed in scary places uh, honestly when you think yeah. of the wars going on and you know what kids are going to need to know especially with having your two girls what is it that you want them to know by the time they leave you know your care your watch uh i, I want them to be 
I, this sounds so uh, cliche. I want them to be good people, right? Yeah. Um, I often think it's hard now with that because you see constantly how the not good people uh, get ahead very often, right? Whether or not they're happy or not, I don't know. I would like them to be, uh, I guess, I would like them to be as good at math as their mother. Um, uh, just, I, I really encourage, like, I'm like hyper into trying to get my daughter to read early. Uh, I think she's doing okay. Because I think uh, the earlier she can read, she can get into the topics that she's interested in, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait for the day where we can just sit and, and talk about, you know, different books and stuff. So I don't think I have a, a a set like what I want them to to accomplish by. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like it just seems like a different world than when you and I were young kids in school. And it was like, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing going on was like, you know, I remember the Clinton got caught with Monica Lewinsky. You know, it wasn't it didn't feel like this impending doom that like, oh, my gosh, our yeah. money could be worth nothing. Um you know, the, these, the, there wasn't social media. We didn't have cell phones when we were younger. We definitely didn't have social media. Um, you know, we were lucky to have like call waiting and <laughs> or an answering machine. So it just like, you know, I don't think our parents really thought too much about, you know, you just send them through the system and then hope they get a, a, a good job with a pension and now I, I yeah. feel like I look at it and I, I concentrate on it with my son. Like, okay, what do I need you to know? Like, do, like uh, I talk a lot about like, well, I want him to know how to grow food and, you know, find water and stuff. But now that I have a girl, I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I guess I guess I do think about a lot. I, I want girl uh, my girls to be able to navigate people's, um, uh, I'd say emotions, not emotions, but their, their bullshit, Intentions. I guess you'd say intentions that yeah so like I, i've bought a couple like um like philosophy for children and stuff books that i hope we can get into and you know they can just kind of figure people out um because man yeah that that aspect scares me so bad yeah the uh there's a lot of less than tasteful websites right. that are popular right now and uh I, I say to my wife, I think I think you're in the future. You're a good parent if your children aren't on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> I, I think you've done your your job. So ah, that's funny. So then, all right. Now, how is it for you? You've been taking the girls to um, play groups for a couple years now. How is it yeah. being one of the only guys with a bunch of moms and then especially like homeschool moms, you get an array of people from like the crunchy to the, um, you know, we're just so conservative that, you know, we, we don't like what's going on in schools to the crunchy moms that are like where we don't vaccinate. So, you know what I mean? You get it's, a, it's an array like it's you definitely yeah. nowadays can't pinpoint the homeschool group as like a one thing because there's so many different reasons how do you feel being the dad going through those waters <laughs> uh you know i it's it's i think it's a little harder i have met some i i feel lucky that i've met some like really nice like I, they seem like good people you know and there's like a core group and everybody gets along and i think everybody 
yeah, maybe you don't uh, have the same small political belief or whatever, but I think everybody wants their their children to just have fun and get along, you know. But yes, I think I in, uh, initially thought it would be a lot of just like libertarian minded, yeah, um, people. But uh, you know, my brother in law said to me one, uh, and it made sense. He said, "I think it's become a trend." right now uh, to homeschool homeschooling mm. there's the diehards i don't know i think i think i'm one who uh has has thought about it since since i was sitting on a bus a long time ago and then like there yeah there's i don't know if it's become that or not i, I mean I, I know it's picking up right like yeah someone like me never would have thought to homeschool right and then like covid happened and that opened my eyes to how little say we have over our children when they're in any yeah. sort of government setting and a school is right. a government setting they are government schools no matter what anyone wants to say and even the private schools they are still they accept money you know funding and not every private school maybe i haven't looked that too far into it but i mean when you just look at the masking they had to mask whether they were you know, we had a private daycare, yeah. but they still went through the state. So they had to mask them. And that's when we were like, we're not doing this. And when I felt like, what do you mean? I'm his mother. We don't want a mask right. on our three-year-old. You're not putting it on our three-year-old. Yeah. And they were like, well, you don't have a say in that. And that to me, I was like, whoa, what else do we not have control over? You know, like, yeah, what's to stop them from going into the schools or the daycares and giving them vaccines without our consent then too, you know? If, if they decided to do it, they would. And uh, and they'd probably just say sorry after, you exactly. know. Um, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. So um, And then, yeah, but, and the, the things like even the way that the Texas um, school shooting was, you know, I and I don't know much about it, but I just know parents couldn't go in and it should be my prerogative. Right. Like, I get it. There's reasons yeah. for stuff. But you know what? I'm going in that school. <laughs> so just little things yeah. like if there's a tragedy happening, I'm going to get, you know, to tell me I can't go get my kid out. It was just like, all right, I didn't have kids to feel like I have no control over how, um, you know, their safety and how they live and what's being done to them and put on them. But anyway, right. yeah, so you were saying about well, the different types of moms and how we, we do have an array, at least in New York, but I think everywhere. So, like, I, you know, I I met some more religious friends, right? I'm not against religion or anything. They're, they're, they, you know, we were having a conversation before they moved and they and they were just chatting. And uh, I was talking with uh, with her husband and the, the lady said uh, there was a creepy guy at the park today, right? And I'm like... Okay, I want to hear this because, uh, like, how was he creepy? And she was saying how, like, he he was just, I don't know. She went through, like, how he was talking to her and, like, just kind of following her around. And so I I, I said, well, geez, like, uh, that makes me really self-conscious to be the creepy guy at the park. You know what I mean? Was it you? And she goes, no, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was like, oh. so, yeah, um, you try not to be uh, – I try not to, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess it makes me like that statement alone makes me kind of not want to initiate a lot of conversation with, with strangers, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I don't ever want them to go home and be like, oh, there was a bald, creepy guy at the park, 
you know. He was following <laughs> a couple of kids around. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I get. If you that. have kids with I you, get that it because it's not the traditional way where mom stays home and dad goes to work. That yeah, you have to think of things like that. Like oh. It, do people think it's it's my weekend with the kids? <laughs> like, you know? that, yeah, I think about that a lot. You know, you know how many times I go out and people, you know, are like, oh, my God, what a good dad. Like, you're so brave bringing three kids out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm brave. Yep. Uh, just my wife, she says she goes, if if that's me with three kids, nobody's saying anything. Like, right. I go, yeah, it's such a weird thing. I, the reason why I didn't hop right on, the baby pooped. And my husband's like, are you coming to help? <laughs> I mean, she is a squirmer, a flailer. She runs off with poop hanging out. But it's like, well, it does take just me to change it when you're gone at work. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, right. Right. But yeah, you know, so you're doing all the diapers and you're it's hard. Now, do you like for women traditionally, if we're the stay at home, we feel like like we don't have a paycheck and that we have to do the cleaning and the cooking to kind of like earn our keep so to speak and I know that that's not actually how it is I think that's something in the back of our head I don't think guys really feel that way you know but because if you were to pay for a maid or go out to eat you would pay someone to cook your food out at a restaurant you would pay a maid to clean your house you know all these things that so it's you know do you have like do you do the cooking cleaning that sort of thing too do you guys share that stuff and how do you feel with your wife having the paycheck uh i'm fine with the i don't i'm fine with the her making the money um i work i work one day a week on sundays um kind of at my leisure in a way Mm -hmm. uh like next week I'm not doing it. It's, it's, I call it our donut money. You know, we don't buy, we don't spend all the money on donuts, but it's like our drive around and, and the kids and I hang out with that money, you know? No, I try, I, I really try to get as much done at home so she can just come home and have a chill night. You know, a lot of times the baby, I'll put him down. He'll give me like an hour and a half and I'll go try to mow the lawn or, you know, whatever needs to be done. I don't know. Today I was, I was breaking down pallets because I want to do a project. So that was like my in-between time. I run and try to do whatever I can, which involves drinking a lot of coffee and (laughs) just trying to get through the day with that. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in this week. If you have listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know that I uh, will only work with affiliates that I actually use myself. And why do I even have to work with affiliates? Well, podcasting is not free. As much as I would love to continue to do this and not interrupt your listening experience, it is important to me that when I do have to interrupt, it is for something fantastic and also something that you would spend your money on anyway, because if there's anything that I hate, it is being a saleswoman. I was really seeking a company Company who is based in the US and has products that I use anyway, but maybe in a healthier version. And I have found the company Earthly Wellness. They make all of their products from all natural ingredients. If you head over to the link in the show's description, they will know that I sent you and you can get 
10% off your first order by using code HOMESCHOOLHOWTO. Now, these products are things that you would buy anyways. Shampoos, soaps, there's sunscreen, a pesticide, there's vitamins on there. There is everything from activated charcoal, herbal remedies for different ailments, dry shampoo, shaving soap. They have uh, a pain relief rub. They've got cleaning products and they have an entire line just for homeschooling products. What I am super excited for to come in the mail, I am waiting right now on their tension relief because sometimes when we're home with our kids all day, there might be some tension in the home. Um, But they have all natural ways of remedying that. So I would really love for you to go check out their website. You can go onto the show's description at Earthly Wellness. Don't forget to use code HOMESCHOOLHOWTO so that you can get 10% off your first order. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Like, uh, I know over the summer, I the, the baby would, um, you know, I had a little bit of time. I ran out like in between playing with the girls and stuff and I, I built the chicken coop. So that... You know, so it's always just, uh, I try to just keep going. You know what I mean? Your wife would probably say that, you know, maybe you need to have a chill night every now and then too, because (sighs) like, I know when I worked, at least I got two 15 minute breaks a day and a half hour lunch. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get that at home now, but it's more. I think the, yeah. And I think the break now is uh, putting the baby to sleep. You know, I get to sit and just kind of relax for a few minutes until he starts walking and not taking naps. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So. All right. So you have the baby and then you have the girls. They're still young, but you're working with them obviously already on, you know, cause you want them to read and stuff. How are, do you, have you gotten a rhythm with any of that or is it just kind of like, as it comes a pretty natural, are you even looking into like the unschooling approach? That's popular. I, I still I don't understand what the unschooling is. From, um, from what I've gathered from people, it's like if your kid says like, oh, why does, you know, what's, what is a woolly bear? Look at this insect on the ground. What is it? Oh, it's a woolly bear. Do you want to learn about it? And then you kind of go into this thing oh. about what that is. So it's not like a structured thing any day. It's just whatever piques their interest at the time you get into. Yeah, I'd say it's more that. In the beginning, I kind of I kind of worried about not getting stuff done, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's much more... Um, Hey Daisy, are are you in a good mood? Like you want to do these words real quick? Um, nice. You know, or uh, she, you know, yeah. We saw some woolly bears out the other day, and and we came inside and we watched a video on them. Oh, cool! <laughs> That's so funny. And, yeah. <laughs> And I say that because so, I just yeah, saw just, one uh, outside. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a, that myth is is complete. Uh, I'm sure people will argue with me. I'm sure, but I keep seeing them all different colors. Oh, I pray really? for the uh, light winter. Yeah. I don't know the myth. What's the myth? Don't quote me. Okay. But I think I think the girls paid attention better because they were they were telling their mom about it. Oh. Um, if it's a full color, if if it's all black, it's like gonna be a crappy winter. Okay. If it's got more orange, it's gonna be a, a lighter winter. Uh, the one I saw was brown yeah, and black. Yeah, you got you got to check it out. But or is I've that... seen a lot of black ones okay. and a lot of orange ones. All right, maybe the orange, so. maybe the brown I saw was more orange. I didn't really pay too much attention. So, would you say that your homeschooling now at this age is going to more play groups or like getting them? Do you do you worry about the socialization aspect or? Is, do you think that's just kind of a propaganda thing to scare people away from homeschooling? No, it's something It's something I do think about a lot, but I think it was also to scare people. I had this realization of if you're in prison, right, uh, you don't, you're not socializing with people, right? You're there because you have to be. 
So if you have to socialize, I'm not calling every kid a sociopath, but if you're if you're in school and you're stuck with uh, a bunch of sociopaths, then, you know, is that any better than just not socializing? I don't know. Right. Like, so they're saying that you're- Does that make sense or am I- You're saying that in school, you'd be socializing, but depending on who the kids are, <laughs> you know, exactly. that, do you want yeah. them even socializing with them? Or I mean, nowadays, I wonder with the technology- You want me to give you an example? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this person that I know, they tell me uh, just about every week that- one week, their child went in and punched another kid in the face, okay, for no reason. Uh, stabbed somebody with a pencil for no reason. Um, tried to jump out of the back of the moving bus um, for no reason. So I think, gee, I wish uh, I wish my, my five-year-old was, you know, socializing with that kid. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. You know? And I think a lot so. of the times, and not to say every, like, homeschool kid is great either, but I think us... No seeing who the kids are around and kind of picking and choosing like, oh, okay, yeah, we do like that family yeah. or we like that play group. You know, you you can control that more. And yeah, you can't keep them in bubbles. Like I'll be the first one to admit my kid can be, uh, what's the appropriate word? I'm only <laughs> thinking of like cursors. Um, <laughs> my kid can be, have an attitude uh, almost like a, like a girl yeah. would be, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I'm there to try to correct the behavior too, you know, and I do, I read like the, the book free to learn. And I know that there is a whole thing about them pushing their limits with other kids and other kids fighting back. And that's how they learn their limits. And I get that. And I think right. that that's has a, a certain place, too. But as parents, we also have a job to correct behavior that we see is inappropriate and explain why. Like, I will tell him, you know, listen, when you act like that to other people, like say, when you get in people's faces, that annoys people. Yeah. They don't like it. Do you like it if someone's in your face, you're in their space? they're annoyed by it, they will stop hanging out with you. The more people you do it to, the more they'll stop hanging out with you. You won't have friends. So I'm telling you this because, you know, I can see it and, and I want you to be aware of it. Now, whether you choose to continue to do it and not have any friends, I guess that's up to him. But it is up to me <laughs> right. to tell him that, like not just wait for him to not have any friends or to get punched in the face because he annoyed someone, you know? So I think that there is this balance of like, okay, you don't have to, helicopter and correct every move they make but you also want to make sure they're good people and that they're safe and they're you know the kids around them are safe you know it's right. it is hard to navigate yeah, and that's why I, like with the group that kids hang out with the most you know it's like everybody's so nice to each other i i just appreciate that i, I can remember being very young five and just kind of watching some kids play and on a regular basis and just wondering like why do they treat each other like that you know mm. it just it just was always so crazy to me. Yeah, I think but, a yeah, lot it's of like it, it's nice scene. Yeah, it's nice when you can go to a park and watch the you know you know the kids and you're watching them interact like you just said. It, it yeah, it's it's nice to see because in a school you know you're hoping that a parent is seeing a kid stab the other kid with a pencil or, or that a teacher is witnessing yeah. that and can correct it before it happens, but. The, schools are understaffed. I mean, they that's just plain and simple. You can be the best teacher in the world. doesn't mean that they, they also have to be babysitters, too. They can only do so much. You I know, have some stories, but I won't tell you on here. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, we, well just like my mother-in-law, you know, what she's dealt with in her school. Um, uh, you know, if you're 
if you're in third grade, you, you shouldn't be peeing your pants. Right. Right. Or having episodes of, of anger outbursts. And it's that in my, I know, I know that everybody's different. It seems like you hit a certain age and some of that stuff should go away. Right. You know? Well, that to me, that's things are going on at home and nobody's addressing yeah. it. And right. um, I've talked to teachers that have said, you know, we, we, there's a chain of, things that have to happen before you can get a, a kid the help that they need. And there has to be resources available. And a lot of times you don't have the resources available or you don't have the staff in the school, you know, so, right. or you don't have a parent's consent to help. So it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. My friend that uh, teaches in one of the inner city schools, she's had some stories as well. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I bet. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I think back to when I first started thinking about homeschooling and, you know, how I talked about earlier with the control, a lack of control that parents have these days. And then since talking to families now, I'm on like episode like, I don't know, 40 or 50 um, that I've interviews that I've had. And now it's like the, the reasons have grown and <laughs> thinking yeah. of things like sitting in a desk like how unnatural that is to sit down for that many hours and then we put kids on like the ADD medication when but then you go in schools like I I teach Zumba as my side gig in a school and I went to go get a bottle of water I forgot my water so I custodian had to take me to the teacher's lounge to get water from the vending machine and I was like well the cafeteria is right there do not do the kids not have vending machines? He said, "Yeah, but they only have apple juice and chips. They didn't oh, have good. water." Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. So, so the kids are getting the vending machines with. They probably have a little car that their parents put money on too, and so they can just spend it as they want. So we're giving yep. them sugar and you know processed foods, and then making them sit down all day. And then taking things away like cursive, which you would need to read things like the Declaration of Independence and, you know, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. T- telling them you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom, you know, stand in a line and be quiet and and things all just to kind of produce worker bees. You know, everybody's got to learn the same thing at the same age, depending on the the region that you live in, you know, that determines the school that you go to. And so all of you kids are supposed to be interested in the same things. And it's like, there's just layer upon layer of like, wow, this is an insane way to learn. This story popped into my head. Uh, We were at the park. It was just me and the girls. uh, Well, and the the littlest one, but uh, there was a daycare that just, they they came walking down the street and they started playing and the teachers just start, starts yelling all all these like, uh, he starts just yelling orders and stuff. And Daisy, I, I'm just watching her, and she's just staring. She's standing on on the monkey bars, uh, you know, ready to do them. And she's she's just staring at him. And she comes, she gets down and walks over. And she goes, "Dad, Dad, why is she telling them they can't play?" And I said, "Daisy, this is what you get when you go to public school." She goes, "Well, she won't let them run." I know. <laughs> that's a, that's that's all I can say. Uh, you know. Wow. Not everybody gets to go and and do whatever they want all day. Wow. Well, yeah. My son last year he was in a preschool. It was three days a week for two and a half hours. There was a playground right in the back. He said they weren't allowed to use it. That's so crazy. <laughs> so we're just that's gonna so put crazy. these swings here to taunt you kids, but they weren't allowed to use. And they have like 
six teachers in this class to 16 kids. So it wasn't like, oh, because if somebody has to go to the bathroom, all the kids would be left outside alone. Like it was had nothing to do with that. I have no idea why. I still don't know why. And they were pouring hand sanitizer on them without even telling the parents. Um, <laughs> so, okay, that yeah. was another question I had for you. Now you, um, from what I've witnessed, seem very health conscious in what you give the kids. Like the baby had a glass bottle. My daughter picked it up. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, why is this so heavy? It was like, so you're, you know, you're giving the baby a glass because it's obviously healthier than the plastic and all that. So how, how do you, I guess, like, um, I feel like there's so many layers to it, right? Like, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you always been that conscious about it? <laughs> it makes me laugh. I grew up in a house. Uh, I don't think my mom will ever listen to this. Where like we would have pizza and she'd be like, oh, there's tomatoes and dairy yeah. and, and bread. So yeah. like that's healthy. You have vegetables. I grew up in um, the same house. <laughs> I, yeah, I I just that's the type of house. I, there was always you would come in and there would be something baked sitting on top of the stove. It wasn't until it wasn't until like uh early 20s that I started actually thinking about that stuff. There was uh yeah, it's a long line of of how it became to be. But and then luckily I met my wife who she, you know, she'll have salads for dinner, whatever that is. So, now like with the first one, uh we were very I well we were very much like, uh, you can't eat this, 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 and this, you know, uh, no gluten, no, you know, and she doesn't have any allergies, but it was just one of those things. And then I think realizing like, uh, how your gut is, uh, so impactful on your health. Mm. Uh, if you can get them to a certain age where their, their gut flora is, you know, healthy enough and they desire, like they desire good foods the other day, um, the, you know, Daisy came out and she asked if she could have uh, f- pickled onions for breakfast. Um, <laughs> and she was so mad because they were gone. She ate them all. And uh, so we tried, you know, she, she, I don't know. But yeah. So it is something we think about. But uh, I also don't want them to be um, crazy people when they're older. Right. Yeah. And hold everything from them. And then they, they just go hog wild. Yeah. Once they realize like, oh, we're 18, we can do what we want. So, yeah, usually in the, in the house we'll have snacks, you know, uh, carrots, apples. I, I try to have apples all the time. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go out and we'll get a, a, a cider donut, you know, mm-hmm. once a week or something. I don't really worry about it too much anymore. Everybody seems very healthy. So, um, and it's it's once in a great while we'll buy juice for the house but it's it's always just water mm-hmm. um you know they think having a seltzer water is like this greatest thing ever you know yes so, my son too i'll he take like it thinks it's if that answers your question he'll crack open the can of seltzer take three sips and then it's <laughs> and it doesn't go back to it so <laughs> no that's that's every yeah that's our house too yeah. it's so frustrating but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every time I think I'm like doing okay because yeah, we don't really do juice or anything. Um, we we don't order takeout very often. Maybe a pizza, but um, it's never fast. Like my kid doesn't know what McDonald's is. He thinks it's the song Old McDonald. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then when I really think about what I have in my house, I mean, we'll put 
I'll microwave something and that's supposed to be bad. And I'll put, you know, yeah. reheat pizza. I'll put it on a piece of foil or, um, you know, I make peanut butter and jelly and put it in a plastic bag. And it's like yep. every time I think I'm doing okay, I, I look at like 50 other things that I could be doing better. <laughs> and it's So, I mean, it's hard to find the balance. I think, yeah, I think the real big part is just not driving yourself crazy. Yeah. Um, if you're trying your best and your kids are healthy, because at first, that, that first one, I really stressed about it, you know. The second one, the second one was I was a little more lenient. Like we weren't like gluten free or anything like that. But, you know, they're not eating they're not eating cookies and stuff every day. And uh, I try to stay away from the artificial dyes. Like yeah. that's that's like my that's like a hill to die on, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. But if it's only once a month at a party on accident, like whatever, I'm not going well, to jump off a bridge. The hard part is you have things like, as we're recording this, it's a couple days from Halloween, and then you got... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Last year, I did order, um, like, the lollipops from... I, I There's a health, an organic brand, lollipops... Yeah, we buy them all the time, yeah. Skittles and Starburst, all of the organic ones, and I just, after he went trick-or-treating, I dumped his... his bag and put in all the organic stuff to hopefully wouldn't notice he did but um <laughs> i'm wondering if i have <laughs> like time to do that because i'm looking at the date now it's already the 28th of october i only have three days so <laughs> yeah i know God. is that kind of how you play that too or do you even celebrate it yeah um i think this year because i haven't bought any of that stuff yet uh, it's gonna be a lot of just in the garbage type yeah. of stuff and then i I try to just uh, deal with the, 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 the ramifications of that. Like, <laughs> I try, you know, I try to just tell them like, look, if you eat too much of this stuff, you're going to get sick and your, your teeth are going to be bad. All that stuff, yeah, you know, you don't feel I good. I try to just tell them. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we run up on the hour, were there things that when I asked you to be on this podcast that you're like, ooh, I kind of want to make sure I touch base on that. Like things from a dad's perspective too, that I wouldn't even think to ask as the mom. Oh, jeez. I think I think the hardest part is that like it's this idea of like so if you're two you're two moms right at the park you can be like oh let's set up a play date right mm -hmm. but I've had it I I've had it many times where it's like the kids are playing we're chatting and then it's like uh they, nobody nobody wants to get together you know what I mean or wait I, I get just it. thought of this I get it. like so if you were like hey want to do a play date the mom or the the mom's husband is going to be like oh well why you know is is he hitting on you is he married or you know so is yeah, that yeah, yeah. a thing too i don't know if that is like a reason but but is it um, in the back of your head like i don't want to ask i do her yeah i've, have a play date I've said to my wife i'm like i've asked her i'm like are you you know so-and-so is going to come over for a play date is that cool with you and she's like yeah, there's going to be six kids running around. I'm not worried about you guys doing anything. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah I didn't think you. about that angle before. So that, <laughs> it, but it's hard on like you even initiate. You kind of have to like do it to people that you already know. Like there's a few people in the group that you, you know, you know yeah. them and, you, you know, even your spouses know each other. And I'm thinking of um, this guy from a different group that I'm in. I think I told you about him before. 
I mean, he, yeah. he, his wife, um, you know, she works at the home, but she, he left his job to stay home with the kids. And in the first couple of things that I saw them at, I thought he was the husband of the, you know, the other mom that was there, the families are just very close and they do a whole, like they kind of want to like live off grid. So they're all, you know, he's working with the moms building a greenhouse and this and that. So, but initially me as the outsider and being ignorant, you know, I'm, I'm like, Oh, who works in this family? If the dad's here, the mom's here, the kids are all running around. But, and then I even said that to his wife who I went to high school with and, thinking about it later i'm like that was probably rude i'm like oh i thought your husband was married to the other girl um (laughs) i made her feel real good (laughs) but oh it's a a funny that funny kind of like that uh walking through a mall once or well it's happened a few times i let's say there's there's what six kids i think all together me and this other friend and and a couple people are like oh it's so good to see a a big family i'm glad people are still doing that i'm like (laughs) yeah Thanks. And that's just funny, you know? It's innocent. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was so, I was ignorant to it. I just, just like, why, why doesn't anyone work in that household? But it was just the dad stayed home with the kids and, you know, he, they were good friends with the other mom and, you know, all the kids got along. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, I would love to find some, yeah, if there are more people out there, more guys out there that, around this area, but I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem to happen very often you know yeah you get a couple here and there we've had a couple of guys at the last few meetups so <laughs> kind yeah. of made you, probably made you feel more at home <laughs> oh definitely yeah. you made them nice feel at home yeah and then i would say you know what else i thought about was chilling out about projects that need to be done at the house yeah yes i i run around and try to get as much done as possible but at first it stressed me out now yeah. it's just kind of like something you do. That was just a thought that I had. I, uh, I I can tell the difference between when I started and and now, you know. With the homeschooling for sure. Like I'm like, okay, well, we're going to homeschool, but then we're you also want to get them like now that my son's of the age of doing sports, he, I I did too much in the fall yeah. and I've realized I got to pull back on that, but then I got the podcast and the Zumba and then it's like, okay, I got clothes all over the place that need to get folded and put away, <laughs> yeah. dishes, and my husband's got his projects, uh, and yeah, you just kind of got to look at it and be like, well, they're not going anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, it will get done. It, it will. Yeah. And nobody's coming over to judge you, you know? Right. Right. So. The, our kids are going to be more remembering that mom and dad were there, they did stuff with us, yeah. then... Our exactly. house was always clean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy is because like, I don't know if you, I'm sure everybody experiences this. You can literally have a spotless room and then you go into the kitchen, you come back and that room is filled with toys, everything else. And you're, you know, then you just got to kind of let go. Um, you're doing um, a great job. And I'm sure your wife is very appreciative of all that you're doing. And the kids are going to be appreciative too. And um, you I know, hope so. I think you'll find, too, like, they're so young right now. Like, it's just going to start getting into a flow. And I know for me, being scared to homeschool, like, is, is he going to miss out on a lot of things and regret stuff? But then, you know, you listen to other podcasts that, you know, you and I have talked about before, the 
Gerald Salente and Sam Tripoli. And you're just like, (laughs) there is such a bigger thing going on in the world right now that like when our kids are 25, 35 years old, it's not, they're never going to think like, gee, I wish I had pajama day in third grade. Gee, I wish I was on a yearbook committee. Gee, I wish I was in a football at the football game on Friday nights. Like, I think the world is going to be so different. Hopefully we'll still have America and we'll still have some freedoms. But like, it's just, and I think school's going to look so different. When you look back from what school was a hundred years ago, which was like just starting out, it was like a one house school room, you know, for three years they went to now a hundred years later, it's 17 years of quote unquote schooling. You know, it's going to look so different. And you come out with no skills. Exactly. Nobody knows how to grow food, (laughs) start a fire, um, you know, find water, find heat, shelter, so close. I, I, this is all the stuff I want to, you know, make sure we know, because even if we don't need to know in our lifetime, if we don't teach our kids that and they don't teach their kids that, and they don't teach their kids that, how do we know that down the line, they're not going to need to know this? Yeah, I know. You know, that's one thing I do think about is, uh, maybe this is off topic, teaching, teaching them the, uh, the story behind the story. You know what I mean? Um, how do you navigate that? Like, yeah, I can teach you about pick a topic, but how did it actually happen? Right, like you know? World War One. World War One. I've got a lot of books about World War One and the uh, how it actually went down. And uh, yeah, it's just I think about that a lot. I couldn't you know? even tell you who fought in it and what sides were on what. That's what you know, and coming out of seventeen years of school. And yet, I'm sure that that's just the basics. That's not even the lies that they told you about why they got into it. Yeah. No. And uh, that's hard, uh, too. Like, okay, so my last and final question, I promise. How, since you do probably have the same uh, thoughts on I have that I have, like, okay, so even like World War II, you get the story, but then there's how, how do you know? that what you're telling your kids is the truth and not just what the Rockefellers put in the textbooks for us to think. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I kind of like obsessed with trying to find these books that uh, push against the narrative, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, uh, hopefully the girls, well, I always say the girls, but hopefully all of them uh, are interested in that yeah. stuff. You know, um, there's one reason why I don't enjoy the library is because you can't get anything other than what they want you to know yeah um obviously for kids it's different reading scooby-doo but i don't know because i have i have already had to have talks with my five-year-old um uncertain but i get a lot of books um i'll go on to like the read aloud revival is a website that has a whole bunch of book lists and um they she has a whole section on books that are based on Like, for instance, Johnny Appleseed. So it's on a real person, but they're putting it into a kid's Mm -hmm. book so that you're learning something. But so even um, I was reading stuff like that with him and I I, I pointed out like, well, that's kind of propaganda. They want you to think this, (laughs) but that's not actually true. Even Christopher Columbus. I mean, on Columbus Day, him and I watched some videos and it was like, wait. 
The guy had never even stepped foot on American soil. Yeah. What? Yeah, and then you learn about who funded him, all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, oh. So it's yeah. so hard. I think that's going to be the hardest part of homeschooling. <laughs> it is. It really is. Because, uh-huh. like, jeez, uh, I think I wrote a report about Leif Erikson. Uh, that's who really found it. Yeah, back in, like, third grade. And maybe that's what really ruined me. Um, or, you know really made me skeptical subconsciously was was doing a report i'm like wait a second you've been you've been telling me this and uh turns out that's not true Mm -hmm. you know yeah so i mean yeah so that'll that'll really be our our hurdle to jump over is where to find the truth oh and i have to give my shameless plug here i just got my shirt this is for the the homeschool out to podcast be the role model your government fears (laughs) for sale on my website now (laughs) oh wow Wow. So thank you for being a role model that the government fears. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The funny yeah. thing was, though, is when they, they put the models on, like, these models were nobody the government would fear. I was like, can I? <laughs> it's like the very scrawny, like, soy <laughs> eating. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, a lot of colorful hair, I'm sure. So uh, I have to work um, on that aspect of it. But, yeah, I, I was I got my first t-shirt made, so I was excited about that when it came in the mail. But um, Chris, thank you <laughs> so awesome. much for talking yeah, with us today. I'm sure you're going to um, you're gonna make a lot of dads come out and be like, I'm going to homeschool my kids. Yeah, you know what? I spend all day with the kids, and, and they're not even home right now because they, they went with my wife up to her parents uh, for the night. And uh, it's like 10 minutes of quiet, and you miss them around, Aww. you know? It's like it's like nobody's jumping on me and yeah so that's cute. I don't know well go I listen to a say, podcast like, relax and enjoy yeah. <laughs> thank you so much Chris I'm sure I'll be seeing you yeah. in the coming weeks Hope everybody liked you. all right thanks thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the homeschool how to if you've enjoyed what you heard and you'd like to contribute to the show please consider leaving a small tip using the link in my show's description or if you'd rather Please use the link in the description to share this podcast with a friend or on your favorite homeschool group Facebook page. Any effort to help us keep the podcast going is greatly appreciated. Thank you for tuning in and for your love of the next generation.